I'm doing this rant. This has turned into like a sermon. I'm doing this to help encourage Gen Z to have a fresh look at mining and how you can help to change the world. Help to create the way that mining will actually get to the targets of net zero by 2050. Because if you don't, you're going to leave it to the dinosaurs and they're going to have a crack and they either will or they won't or they'll just carry on and then retire. Mining isn't going anywhere. We need you. Welcome to the Beers with a Miner podcast. My name is Mad Mumsy and I've been driving the huge dump trucks in Australian open cup mines for over 10 years now. I wish I had a dollar for everyone who said to me, how does a little thing like you drive those big trucks? Oh, you must be rich. How do I get a job doing that? My mining friends are asked these questions all the time too. This is what started the Mad Mumsy journey to share stories and tips from living a mining lifestyle and to let others know what it's really like. Tune in each episode as I sit down for a relaxed chat, usually over a few beers with a fellow miner. Women and blokes with various experience, roles and opinions share their lessons and stories with you. Not everyone is cut out to be a miner, but why not? What does it take to thrive and survive in this industry? Now, let's dig in. Get it? Dig. Mining. I crack me up. I just heard a, uh, excuse the noise, I've just arrived home after a day at work, but I'm inspired. So get on with it before you forget. Listening to the ABC, as I do, and the Queensland Mining and Resources Council Chair, I think is his name, <gasps> Ian McFarlane. Shit, left the window open. That's handy. How many snakes did I let in today? Far out. That's not good. That's really not good. Anyway, lucky they're asleep. It's still cold. So he was talking about a new initiative that was just launched today, and I can't recall the official name of it, they are talking about a new study that has come out saying that in the next five years we're going to need in the resources industry jobs of 25,000 more people and they're losing people, you know, us oldies, as I was listening, I was thinking, well, us, a lot of oldies are going to cover the the operator roles, you know. They're most of the people who I'm connected with. But this initiative and this conversation today that I was just listening to is all about um, young people, Gen Z, and how social media and all the outcry around climate change is putting them off the mining industry. So they've created this this initiative to try to showcase why mining could be for them. And the reporter was saying how a lot of Uh, the mining industry is related around numbers and figures and data and engineering and science and and all of that. 
but the the Gen Z side of their passion around climate change comes from emotions and their passion to protest and to all of that. They didn't go into it that much, but that's where I'm getting it from, like, you know, they're warriors, they're climate change warriors, so why the hell would they want to go into mining? And the mining industry are saying we need them because it's going to be desperate straits. And, you know, I've, as you know, if you listen uh, or know me at all, I'm from an operator I started when I was 40, but they're talking about the engineers the STEM, science, technology, engineering, and maths. Thanks to Joe Sainsbury from Kick-Ass Women for explaining that to me because I know that's a big passion for her. Hi, Joe. Shout out to Joe. Um, to get women involved in STEM and for mining. A big, massive passion for her. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that I feel like Gen Z need to hear not just from Ian McFarlane, who I'm going to connect, try to connect with on LinkedIn, and the all the officialdom that have the pretty brochures and the fantastic initiative and the new um, program which I'll link to in the show notes, which is probably going to be madmumsy.com forward slash beers 85 because I feel like I want to release this as an audio blog as a rant. <laughs> a rant to help help me to think through how we can encourage young people to still come into mining because they need to know. Here we go. They need to know that it's still going to be around. It ain't going anywhere. What do they think the the alternative power sources? Well, I don't know the right words, you know, and this is why I'm different. I'm coming from their level, I feel like. I'm coming from the emotion and the passion. I'm a bloody old hippie from way back. I used to wash the kids' nappies who were now in their mid-30s in uh, – soaked them in carb soda rather than nappy sand, and I ended up a coal miner. And this is what ScoMo said before he got the boot, and I fully agreed with him because it was about we need technology will help us through our climate challenges and targets for net zero by 2050. We're not going to reach it if we don't all try to get along. And we need we need you. If you're young and you happen to be listening to this and you're in high school and you're trying to decide what to do, we're going to be teacher, doctor, you know, what are you, what are you going to do that isn't going to affect climate if you're that way inclined? I can sell you on mining for sure, the lifestyle, the money, the work in half a year, the crew culture, all the good bits. That's a given to us. There are people out there other than me that are sharing that. But what I feel made me hit record on this is that 
we need you guys to come in and bring in your new knowledge and bring in your new your new your passion to help bring down the emissions with fresh eyes and with fresh knowledge that us old bloody dinosaurs don't even know about yet. I just left work. I've got a real job now, in the, you know, day job. I just talk about mining when it comes to mining and help my, my people and mentor others who have just started or are struggling or don't know how to get in, all of that. That's Mad Mums Aegis. Check me out. But um, I just left work and it's cool because there's heaps of machines. It's all about water blasting and stuff. And we're still connected to mining. But there was a trailer there and my boss said, check these lights out. And they are stick-on lights, like stick-on with a magnet, <laughs> not Velcro or blue tack. So they and, – and they talk to the car that's towing the trailer. And I'm like, what? How does that happen? He said, well, you're the techno one. You, you know, isn't that your department? Oh, so many questions. And because we noticed as we were packing up and leaving that the lights were still on, he had to try and figure out how to turn them off. And I never quite had a good look, but I will do a bit of stalking because it's piqued my interest. That's new technology. You can stick a tail light on. And I thought that's good. It's a light, like a torch. That's cool. But it, it's actually a, an indicator and brake light. Like it's red and orange, like a proper light would be. But then as I was driving home in my dinosaur old, <laughs> well, it's not that, you know, but I have a SS Commodore. Um, I love her. <laughs> But she's getting really old and she's struggling. She's got nearly up to 500,000 Ks and lots of bits falling apart. 2007 model doesn't have Apple podcasts on the, doesn't have a digital touch screen. It's got the steering wheel little roller that you click and and stuff. Um, <laughs> and it has, it doesn't even have USB plug hole it's got the old school um was it 12 volt you know what like a lighter but it's not a lighter because they don't give them out anymore i don't think but it's the hole that you would plug a lighter into so i was driving home and i was thinking how cool are those new lights that i never even knew existed and why didn't i know and i need to look into that and that's a bit exciting but what my brain was thinking is how would it talk to my car? Like I got no Bluetooth. It's Wi-Fi, he said, that's right, and that's when he said, well, that's your world, you should know. But my car doesn't have Wi-Fi. So <clears throat> I'm talking this through. It must have a trans some kind of a transmitter that you plug into your car which picks up your wiring. Oh, go down that rabbit hole. And I'll leave more information in the show notes when I figure it out. Madmumsy.com forward slash beers 85. Um, the reason I bring that up, other than I'm excited to share a new technology rabbit hole that I just found out about, is that we really don't know where new technology is going to go what current technology is already out there that can be 
used and utilised. And that's what I love about where I work. Yes, it's water blasters, but it's used across so many different, um, in so many different ways. And I truly love that. There's a something. What's that? Truck? Just have a drink. It's very long. I think it's a train. (laughs) It's gone now. (laughs) It was a long train. I actually locked the car, got my keys out the door and shut the door because it was open, which is not good when you're recording when you live on a highway. But I feel the need. This isn't going to be the best audio quality, but I feel the need to get this out of my brain. I'll just check that it's still working. Yes, it is. So... New technology coming into mining, engineer brains, young Gen Z who are climate change warriors who think, I'm not going into mining. No freaking way in the world because mining is the enemy. We're not the enemy, mate. My, oh, mining isn't the enemy. Mining could be the answer. What do you think, like, lithium batteries are made out of? They don't get them out of the middle of a tree and you're not allowed to cut the trees down either, are you, because we need them to absorb the all the bad things. Um, what about the solar panels? What about the big frickin' towers for the wind farms? And that's just what we've got already. You need steel, you need lithium, you need resources. And there's a lot of graphics out there that have all all the things. What about your mobile frickin' phone that you're going to live stream yourself when you're hooked up to a coal train? You know, what made that what is going to continue to make that. So I feel like we all need to come together, share the love (laughs) and see that mining can be the answer and not the enemy. And is that the question? Is mining the answer for Gen Z instead of the enemy? Get your head around that domino belief. Mining could be the answer for Gen Z to help net zero targets become a reality. And by choosing to do this when you're still in high school, thinking about what you want to do with life, choose to go down that engineering path, the geology path, all the other STEM paths that aren't in my sphere very much. I'll share the link to the new initiative from the government and you can see all their fancy, I don't think they're government, Queensland Resources Council, I think are an independent body, but there's lots of people who are trying to come up with ways and failing you guys coming and helping, it's going to be... um, going to say importing, migrating, getting uh, people to migrate here who are already qualified. And that's something else that I'd like to bring up too. If you are already an engineer, I feel like there's a whole base there. 
if you're already doing it but for a different industry or in a different area of life, why can't you think about coming across to mining? Because it's a good lifestyle, right? Stick with Mad Mumsy, I'll tell you all about it and share all the things that you need to know that you don't even know that you don't know yet, <laughs> like about so many things. Um, but I'm not going down that tangent because at the moment I'm on this one and this all started with me as far as Mad Mumsy. I'll have a look what year it was, but it was before COVID, you know, is it, it, it's a real milestone in the world in our lives isn't it like before COVID post you know to now so that's at least two years so that's 2019 I'd like to say around 20 I think it was 2019 2018 I was approached on uh, Facebook Messenger by Denmark TV and they wanted to talk to me because they saw me as a down-to-earth voice for mining in Australia. <laughs> Just about spat my beer out when I read that. <laughs> I believe that now because I feel like that's who I am. But back then I didn't. I was like, what, what do they want? <laughs> Hang on, I need a drink after that. <sighs> and this is where my <laughs> having a drink, this is where my voice doesn't get, um, I don't even want to say recognise because I'm not here to do it for recognition, but I'm different because I have a beer, I have a chat, I have a rant, I swear. Um, and the official people all don't. And if you're young and you're still in high school, you shouldn't be drinking. And I don't encourage that. I am having a couple of mid-strength beers after a hard day at work. So there's that. And that's why a lot of what I do <laughs> doesn't become part of the mainstream. But it's mining, a lot of it too. So that's something you need to be aware of and go in with open eyes. Um and you choose. You get to choose what boots that you wear, whatever industry or lifestyle career you go into. Oh, my God, I live in a small little country town in central Queensland, and when I lived in some of the other t other places, the teachers were the biggest pissheads that you've ever met. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, you're right, Mad Mumsy, that's all right then. Um. But, yeah, I just needed to say that if you are listening to this and you are young and you're thinking about mining and you're resonating with what I'm saying about how if you work hard and you use your technological new world brain rabbit holes that you're going down in all of your study and courses and innovation and startups and all of that sort of world, if you can think about why and how you could bring you yourself into mining that would create, help to create the way 
that mining will actually get to the targets of net zero by 2050. Because if you don't, you're going to leave it to the dinosaurs and they're going to have a crack and they either will or they won't or they'll just carry on and then retire and, you know, you're going to start running out of shit. You're going to run out of electricity. Um, We need planning and we need you. We need Gen Z. My grandson is you. (laughs) And my next grandson is six. And he's the next gen, whatever that is. I can't keep up. I'm just uh, at the end of baby boomer. I'm, my mum was in the first year of baby boomers and I'm in the last. That bit, I remember. And my kids are in the middle bit. So what's that, gen? For why, I suppose. Um, and I'm kind of on the edge of that, which is why I think I love my technology boots and rabbit holes. Um, that I go down, like why I started a podcast in 2016 and I spent my whole time spending (laughs) telling people, sharing the knowledge of what the hell a podcast even is, right? Now everyone knows what a podcast is. Thanks to COVID, they even know what PPE is, which is a big mining thing. Anyway, I do digress, but that's how I roll. And so the other thing I wanted to touch on is, and I started to, for the train, I think, um, about Denmark TV approaching me. And I just knew it was going to be about climate change, the C word. (laughs) Like I say, before COVID, (laughs) climate change was the C word at the time, big time. Uh, It's all quietened down a bit, but it's starting to crank back up again with good reason. Like I'm not a climate change denier by any means. Um, Anyway, they just said that they wanted to have a chat, so down-to-earth person, blah, blah, blah. And I rang my sister, my fellow steel cap sister, hard hat mentor. Oh, my God, Blister, I don't know what to do because I didn't have much confidence back then. I've put a lot of different boots on since then and I believe in my message. I believe in what I do. I love helping people and I love sharing what I've learned in my 13-plus years in the industry and being around family who are still doing it and connected. Um, and she said, well, just have a chat and just see what they've got to say. So I did that and they were coming to Australia. I've done a whole podcast episode on this, right? So I shall share the link uh, in the show notes, madmumsy.com forward slash biz85. I think we decided, didn't we? Yes. And they came, very long story short, they came to Mackay which is where I'm based in central Queensland, the Bowen Basin coal mining area, the coal fields. So Mackay with Sundays in the cold fields is what they say on the on the wireless, on the radio. And um, the Galilee Basin is sort of south of us and that's where Adani, for, uh, <laughs> Bravas are, formerly known as Adani. And I also have a lady who worked there on the podcast. I'll share that in the show notes as well. But she she wasn't allowed to uh, talk about them, which is 
was a bit shit, but she had amazing gold to share about her mining story, which was really, really good. But it, it was a mission to, because she had to get it approved by them to be allowed to be shared. So it was a couple of months, took, but we got it out there. And I'll share that in the show notes as well. And, um, uh, well, fuck, that's why you don't dig. <laughs> that's why you don't digress because you lose track, right? So is what happened is they came to Australia. They followed. I met them at the harbour at Mackay in their resort where they were, you know, at the, at the motel. And, um, we had lunch. They jumped in the car, put on microphone on me. There was a cameraman and a director, and they were both amazing. And they were spoke Denmark, <laughs> sat Danish, and was oh, I was just so freaking out. And they're filming me. I took them for a drive around Paget, which is our big industrial mining area here that was just growing, which has gone off tap since then, I must say. And then I took them down to Hay Point, which is where all the coal ships are. Hay Point, Dalrymple Bay, right next to each other. And they wanted to fly a drone over to film it. I'm like, oh, I don't know that you're allowed to do that. And we went down and asked at security and they basically said they'd get arrested if they tried because it's one of Australia's most defended assets is our ports. Big lesson I didn't quite realise at the time that our um, coal ports are very important. Very important business because, let's face it, what got us through COVID and the dollars still coming in was the mining industry. We still had to go to work with lots of restrictions for all the things and um, royalties and everything along that line was still being generated. So, you know, they say that gold... Is the no? What, what do they say? Um, gold mining in Gympie was a, it. It saved Gympie. The I can't remember how it goes. Discovering gold in Gympie saved Queensland. Continuing mining through the COVID initial couple of years, God knows how long it's going to go on, helped to save Australia and to keep some money in the in the bank even though it's all gone into debt and all that as well but at least you know anyway I won't go right down there that's my beliefs so um we went to Paget. we went oh yeah and then we went to Hay Point and we had a look around and they got some footage of coal coming off I think it's called maybe a reclaimer the big round thing that puts it onto the conveyor belt and then it goes out to the ship and the it was getting late. It was like half past four in the afternoon, the sun was going down and the coal was glistening and they were happy that they got some good foot, footage of coal and <laughs> I recorded them. I'm like, right, so you're happy now you got some coal? And <laughs> they were. And then we went back and had a couple of beers and a chat and stuff and then the next day we went for a barbecue at the harbour and I had to bring some ring-in coal mining people who were family and related and my accountant, shout-out to Bantax, 
accountants who are the sponsors of the podcast and have been for many years and I really appreciate you Julia thank you very much head to madmumsy.com forward slash money to find out more you'll hear an ad soon props (laughs) for them um so they wanted us to casually be standing around the barbecue cooking and talking about climate change and how mining would affect (laughs) everything Oh, it's such a story, but I won't go into all of that anymore because I've done a whole episode about that. So go and listen to that, right? But my point is that after, oh, another part of that is that I went to interview our mayor, Greg Williamson, who the girls now officially call my mate the mayor, because <laughs> I went to his office. And it was so surreal rocking up with a TV crew following me saying, I'm here to see the mayor. Oh, <laughs> they'll meet you up the top of the elevator. Now for a word from our sponsor, Julia Hartman and the Bantax Accounting Group. If you head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners, that's B-A-N-T-A-C-S, You can download a free booklet, all just for us miners. And there's also a spreadsheet in there that helps you check off what tools you have for your trade, like your isolation lock, work boots, seven shirts, all of these sorts of things. And you can weigh them up and it'll tell you if you qualify weight-wise to claim your trips out to work. I strongly urge you to head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners and tell them Mad Mumsy sent you. And we did a really good interview and it was good because, and I really encourage everyone to listen to that episode because he spoke so eloquently about why mining is important to our region. Because in Denmark, they don't have any mines and they just think that they should Why isn't Australia just stopping mining? And they just don't understand it. And I feel like the mindset they were coming from is kind of the mindset that a lot of our young people are coming from, which is why I bring it up. And we need to, we need to blend both worlds. And that's what I spoke about in the mayor's office about. I'm sure that there's ways that we can get these young people, not just young people, but new to mining people to come in who have a passion for climate change and net zero and all the saving the world things and see it with fresh eyes and have have a great idea. Like where I work now, my boss is offsider. Love you both. They really do come up with new ideas of ways to use your water blaster. (laughs) Saving the world, one water blaster at a time, hashtag follow it. So um, the mayor and I, we had a chat and then the director really drilled the mayor and um, I'm so proud He he did really well. And then they ended up turning it into a TV show and the full link to the show is on that show notes page for that episode and you can watch it um and I shared it with my dad and I thought I didn't know really what he'd say but because 
See, they kept flicking between, oh, I know I said I wasn't going to go into it, but I think it's important. They kept flicking between us bloody coal miners, you know, still doing it and creating havoc in the world, but they didn't do it in a bad way. You know what I mean? I, I feel like the way they portrayed me in the translation that I got anyway was Horizont, I think is the name of the show, Horizont. Um, it's kind of like our ABC foreign correspondent is how they explained it to me. So they got cred. And um, but then they went from the coal mining thing and the main reason they were here was because of the drought. So that's how we can narrow down the year. And then they were going to Broken Hill after they'd see me and they filmed a farmer. Oh, my God. It was horrible. It was so red and dead and all his cattle were dying and I asked Dad, I said, did, what did you think? And he said, oh, I couldn't stop crying after I watched Old Mate in Broken Hill. And I just felt so bad that we were kind of lined up with them. But it was a uh, also an honour and I know that, and then, you know, probably in the next breath, Dad said, oh, yeah, you, you know, you did good. <laughs> um, so, yes, definitely listen to that episode. But that was quite a few years ago now and I'm really feeling passion, even more passionate about this and to see how everything is evolving and changing with this same issue and how Australia is being seen in the world with our targets and our not targets and, you know, all of that side of it as well. And now we've just had, this is 2022 as I record this, end of July, and we've just had a change of government, which was probably, you know, was probably coming, obviously. Well, it happened, so it doesn't matter if it was coming or not really. But it's kind of like a fresh start in the world to rebuild many bridges that have been, you know, kind of a bit, they need some um, maintenance, <laughs> we'll call it that. So we'll see how it all unfolds, but the main reason I hit record tonight, I'm sitting here on my back step still talking to you. I haven't even gone inside. I've, I've taken my boots off, that's about it. I just wanted to share my passion and belief that, yes, let's get Gen Z thinking about mining as not the enemy and how what they go through in school and study and choose as a career can change the world. They can change the world one pair of boots at a time, each one of them, each mine they go to, each person that they meet, each new opportunity that they see, each obstacle that they come across, each new way they think of things that can be done, each way they can bring in the new technology that we don't even know about yet. If they're in high school, by the time they go through, finish high school, go for engineering, what's that, a few years, not sure, 
and then do a bit of training, get on, you know, who knows what is happening technology-wise that can just change everything and we can have both. Mining doesn't have to be the C word. Mining can be the the good word, the change, the emissions targets being hit because a new generation of people come in, choose to come in because what we are doing right now to try and encourage them to think of us as a path, a path for change instead of a path that is the enemy, that has wrecked the world, you know. And a lot of these kids, I must say, because I know a few of them, are also have benefited from the wages of people who are working in the industry, be that the royalties that mining has given back to the country, be that the businesses that they've started up that you go to, be that your parent works in the mines and put you through everything and yet you still don't respect that. Let's blend it together. We can do this. I, I, I think zero emissions by 2050 is a great idea. If we can do it earlier, even good, even good, even gooder, <laughs> even better. I'm standing up now. I'm, I got my beer in my hand and I'm speaking to the, <laughs> speaking to my shoes actually. Oh, you clown. But on the way home yesterday, because I love the ABC, right? I'm old, but you don't have to be old to listen to the ABC and learn shit. And they were talking, They actually it was RN, I think, the other ABC, because the footy was on. <laughs> not my footy, not AFL, it was NRL. So they were talking about the ozone layer crisis back in the 80s and how the world, this is where this seed got planted. They were talking about how the world came together and everyone agreed and they got rid of the, I'm going to say CFCs, I think it is, like in your aerosol cans, you weren't allowed to have them anymore. It was against law. Everyone agreed. And then instead of it just being against the law, the world came together to figure out how they could help the poor countries who couldn't just magically wave a wand and stop doing it. And that's where we're at now. The world needs to come together without hating on each other. We need to come together in a way that we that we can agree and see what what is possible and we need to heal the hurt that has happened with our young people and get them off the streets and off the off the coal trains and putting themselves at risk, locking them on, with, you know, and not only putting them, oh, there's so much around that, but not just putting themselves at risk, putting the, the um, people that have to go and rescue them and get them off while they're live streaming on their, you know, phone to the world that wasn't 
didn't come out of a tree, came from mining and resources, we need to all get together and figure this out together. And I think the way that we can do it is for the more young people now who are in high school, those that might have just left, the people that are (laughs) mid-range, what do we think they were, Gen Y, my kids, change career. You've already got the bloody skill. Bring it over and across because mining needs you and you need mining because of the lifestyle and because of it's a way to make change. Don't go in like as an undercover person and then create havoc because you're actually in there. Come in with um, with passion and knowledge that you've learned already that we need. We have the people in Australia who can do it right now. We don't need to go overseas to get them to come here. That's what's going to happen. And I'm not against, you know, people coming to help, but I'm trying to, I'm doing this rant. This has turned into like a sermon. (laughs) I'm doing this to help encourage Gen Z to have a fresh look at mining and how you can help to change the world. And that's what Ian McFarlane, you know, the guy with the voice, (laughs) um, you know, not saying it's a bad thing, just saying he's recognisable. And I was at the Queensland Mining Expo opening ceremony because free beer, (laughs) you know, had the big two mid-strength and then my uh, daughter actually drove us in and out. But he did a great speech. It was hard to hear because everyone was networking so much. (sighs) Mining isn't going anywhere. We need you. I think Siri might have tried to interrupt. You're kidding. 44 minutes and I think we're good. <gasps> oh. <laughs> okay, I'm going in. I've got to do stuff. I've got to cook tea and shit. <laughs> Love you. See you. Bye. Until next time, stay safe. Be real. Be special. Be real special. Save the world. Come to mining. <laughs> Don't hate on us. We're not the enemy. <laughs>